BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. All right, can you believe it? Another uh, episode. Another episode, and we're with the queen. We're with the queen. And I quote, be a queen, wear a crown, it's your life, written and directed by you. I love it. I love it. Today, we are so excited to be talking to Serena fucking Kerrigan. Hi, Serena. Hi, Serena. You're amazing. She's the queen of confidence. She's blown up. She started this crazy reality show entirely shot during our pandemic, Let's Fucking Date, where she takes, <laughs> she, she went on her first dates in front of thousands of strangers. And she created a dating card called Let's Fucking Date. We're going to be talking about all things dating, confidence. Serena, we are so excited to have you. We have been married. I've been married 10 years in September. She has been married. Almost eight. Almost eight years. Wow. But we have many single friends. And we dated a lot. And we dated a lot. We uh, <laughs> we definitely yeah. been down the gauntlet of, but now things have changed. There's dating apps. There's everything is social and Instagram. But we also want to touch on confidence and not just in dating and just being your best fucking queen ass self, like being the best you can be. But I just want to kind of dive in first and be like, where did you get Serena fucking Kerrigan? Like, where did this all come from? Who is she? Who is is she? Thank you so much for having me on the pod. I'm so excited to be here. I was an insecure woman, like, or girl, really. I was 18 at the time. And I, you know, went to college. I went to Duke University. I came on campus. Every friend of mine very quickly was stunning, brilliant, go-getter, Literally all my friends became doctors in my media friend group. Um, so that's the level we're talking. And just, you know, I felt invisible. I felt like we went to, you know, shooters, which was our big bar in North Carolina and the guys would look right past me. And all of a sudden, you know, my sense of self was really shook up. And so I was like, okay, I'm not beautiful enough. I really thought that about myself at the time, which is really sad that that girl felt that way. But I know that that's very relatable. I was like, I'm not hot enough. Like my looks aren't going to cut it here. 
but I love being the center of attention. How am I going to get people to look at me, to pay attention to me? I was like, and I just had this kind of crazy light bulb. I don't even know what the fuck. And I'm just like, I'm just going to tell everyone that I changed my name legally to fucking. So I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> and you were 18 then? Said literally no one. I can't believe I was 18 because like, I don't know that just now I'm 27 now. So it's almost been a decade of doing this. And it's just that courage that I had, because as you can probably imagine every sorority girl, I was like, what, like, what, what do you mean? You know, or, but then eventually when people kind of got past the like polarizing nature of it, they loved it. And then what that really became was this persona. Serena fucking Kerrigan is just larger than like, she's the queen of her life. She right, she's the producer, star, director, everything, writer of her life. It's the best quote. Her red carpet. She's everything, right? So I kept channeling that character. It's the best quote. Be a queen, wear a crown. It's your life written and directed by you. It's It says it all right there. Okay, we actually, we actually tried to book you for confidence coaching and we couldn't. Yeah, there was no um, appointments available. You were fully fucking booked. And so we had. So we're going to be insecure for the so next. So we're going to be months. insecure for the next. <laughs> no, few months. that's what you, this could be a session right here, right now. All right, so here we here. go. We're going to start with confidence. What tips would you give women who are looking to be more confident, whether it's in the office, on a date, just in their everyday life? What does that look like? Great. It's really easy, and it's free as long as you have a mirror or a reflective surface. Okay, so. Human beings, we're not designed to look at ourselves, like, because we, you know, it's not like we can have eyes here. So we need something where we're really looking at the image. There are, there are mirrors literally everywhere. Like my phone case used to be a mirror, I, everywhere, right? Because you need to become not only comfortable, but your your best friend. You have to be your best fucking friend. I'm an only child. I spent a Me lot too. of my childhood talking to a wall or a mirror. Mm-hmm. And, and really what that is, is nurturing the relationship with yourself the same way you would your husbands, your best friends, your coworkers, co-hosts, anyone in your life. What do you do with them? You lift them up. If they're having a bad day, you say, you got this. If they get ghosted by a guy, fuck him. Right. Why are we always having that dialogue with everyone we love? But when it comes to ourselves, it's we're not even having dialogue. We're in our own head, spiraling, being very critical, speaking very badly about ourselves and not giving ourselves the same generosity and love and uplifting that we would anyone in our life. It's so interesting. I think that's such a good point. If you're feeling insecure, you grab a fucking mirror and you talk. And I'm literally like, Serena, I fucking love you. Let's fucking go. Let's do this podcast. I literally did it right before I came on here. And I'm killing Molly, I fucking love you. That seems so weird and odd to me. I know it sounds, it sounds so weird, but you're right. You... I'm always about outputting energy with everyone else and connecting. And and sometimes I forget, like— Yeah, I worked for Diane von Furstenberg for a bunch of years, and she would always say that was her mantra. It was, you are your own best friend. And that was something that she would say. She would look in the mirror, and that was her thing. You have to learn to love yourself. And you are your own best friend. And she would tell me that day, and I was her head of comms for years, and she would always look at me, and she would know the days that I felt like shit about myself. And she was going, you have to love yourself. You have to love yourself. It's true. It, it really starts, like Serena said, with you. What is the number one thing people go to you for? That. I mean, I think that a lot of it has to do with relationships with men, like heterosexual relationships and feeling like they're not— you know, they, they're single, right. And seeing it as a negative. And I think that I just want to touch on the point of you being like, it's kind of weird, the idea of you talking to yourself, right. But that's because we live in a capitalist fucking society that is predicated on us feeling insecure because when people feel insecure, they buy things. Think about the weight loss industry, the beauty industry. These are industries that are booming always because it's about a need. So they we're not taught 
to, to celebrate ourselves. And women are especially not because if we go in a room and we're like, I'm the shit, people are like, oh my God, she's so cocky, arrogant. She's a bitch. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the difference here between that, it's like, I go, I'm the shit. And so are you. So you're uplifting people while you're uplifting yourself. And I think that that's a really you know, major difference between being confident and confident. It's a major difference because, again, it's you're not putting it out there. You're not just lifting up everybody else. You're also lifting up yourself. And also, and that makes, you don't come off as cocky. You don't come off as, yeah. oh, she knows Why everything. Why is loving yourself a negative thing? It's insane to me. Like, it's crazy. Like, I believe that you cannot be happy until you become your own best. Now, how do men handle that? Like, how do, when you're in your dating world and dating life, because I think that that is something that a lot of guys don't know how to handle, right? It's like- Well, then they're insecure. Totally. Like, that whole concept of like, and everyone's told me, imagine my middle name is fucking. Everyone <laughs> said, agent, parent, friend, ex-boyfriend, sorority, every, like, I don't even know why I say, say sorority. I'm like, whatever. But like, I just remember the narrative in that dialogue, like, you should take it out of your name. Like no one's going to hire you. Like, no, you know, it was on my resume. Okay. Like <laughs> it was like, and no brand is going to want to work with you. Okay, bitch. Well, why haven't I worked with like Air France, Amazon, Sped, whatever, right? Bumble. So I stuck to my guns because I turned the word on its head as one of empowerment. Like I'm Serena fucking Kerrigan. And, and like, listen, that's not, and so I, are you. I mean, just so sitting here hearing. talking to you, it's like confidence is also fucking sexy. You're it's drawn to yeah. it. You were drawn to it. My because my next question is how do you become yeah. a badass? Like listening to you, I'm like, you are such a fucking badass. Fucking is such a better middle name than Judith or Bone. Mine's Judith. Mine's Bone. <laughs> my, I, I mean, I might change it. Honestly, change it. So in terms of guys, you know, I think a lot of people in the beginning were like, Yeah, you're too intimidating. And I'm like, well, I can't tone this down. Like, this is just who I am, right? And ultimately, my person's gonna love this about me. And I have to say, after dating 50 men for a year virtually, one of the number one things they said was like, I'm so into your because of your confidence. I wanted to do this show because your confidence is so hot. Because men want to be with a woman that doesn't need them yeah. to validate them. All, All right, right. So let's go back for our listeners. She created a show called Let's Fucking Date in front of 10,000 strangers. Give me the premise, set it up, and tell me. I mean, was it anything you thought? Because from what I've read and seen, it became kind of like this small little thing you did for social Instagram that blew up. Totally. So I was literally in here last March. Just I just quit my job as a as a full time producer or founder of Nine. I was like, I really want to build my confidence brand. Literally three weeks later, I'm stuck, locked down, and I kept thinking, like, God, I just want a Corona boyfriend. Like, a boyfriend <laughs> has a little bit of time, like that, you know, like it's after when everything because we thought we were gonna like flatten the curve, have summer, like we thought this was gonna be like real quick, right? Yeah. So I was just like, I want a Corona boyfriend, and so I kind of started going live on Instagram because everyone was going live, and I had a lot of background in live content from Refinery Twenty Nine. So, you know, I was just I asked a friend, I said, Can you set me up on a blind date? Don't want to know who he is, and. And through the course of the entire show, I never knew who was going to be on the other side of the screen. And so I just went live and went on a date. And then a lot of people tuned in because it was on Fridays and no one was doing anything on Friday. And it became this like party because there was a common section and it was insane. And also the audience kind of got to play God because they'd be like, let's see his room. Does he have a gaming chair? <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. A gaming chair. But that was the thing they did too. And, or like, what's his sign? Like, we'll like research his natal chart. And then afterwards, there was an after show where everyone, friends, family, roommate, et cetera, you know, celebs would come on and be like, okay, let's talk about these dates. And it just, I did it every week. 
All right. So was there anyone that stood out that you were like, ooh, I could, this is like, let's let's get Corona over. There was like real drama. And the thing about the show was that's different than like, you know, The Bachelor is that it's in real time. It's live. So nothing. And there's no producers. Remember, you're a fly on the wall watching the awkwardness and the realness of a date while also being included in it because you're being able to engage with the comments. Um, But yeah, there were a couple that stuck out. Like, for real. First dates. What's the best advice you could give a girl, a woman, on a first date? Okay, only cabin to two drinks. Because we, I blacked out on that show many, too many times. Okay? <laughs> cabin to two. And it two. be yourself. Like, like you know, you don't, talk, you don't need to talk about, like, all your exes and, you know, the weird things you do, like, you know, behind closed doors. But really, truly, like, ultimately, don't perform. Because... At the end of the day, they're going to know you. And if it's your person, they will love you for you. So truly, and also don't take it so seriously. I think that dating has been marketing to us, at least for me, since I was a young girl, is this like really like hard thing. And there's so much pressure to find a husband and, and it just really takes the fun out of it and also puts a lot of pressure to be perfect. And so they will like you, but like, you're not the one that's being chosen. You're the one who chooses. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, what is non-negotiable? If he doesn't pay on the first date, do you give him a second chance? Like, what are the tips that are non-negotiable after the first or second, third? Like, what's non-negotiable with you? I mean, Donald Trump is (laughs) (laughs) non-negotiable. And then, um, secondly, I would say, I would say not asking questions. Like, it has to feel like a ping pong match. Yes, You know, it has to feel, you want to genuinely, don't you want to get to know me? You know nothing about me. And I want to get to know you too. So it should really feel like that. And I actually just went on a date last night, not virtual. I'm taking a little break from the the virtual dating. I don't need a live audience always. Uh, (laughs) And it was just fully like, just, I knew, I know everything about him. I know everything about this guy. I don't think he knows truly anything about me. And at one point he goes, I know I'm I'm talking too much. Am I talking too much? And I was like, like a little, like, (laughs) and then continued on. And I was like, all right, you're not, you're not getting a second date. Sorry. And how'd you meet him? Was he an online? Like, did you meet him through a friend? I met him through a friend. I think, you know, as you guys probably saw on my Instagram, my persona, SFK is alive and well on my Instagram. And I think, <laughs> she is. you know, I, I'm not just SFK. I'm also Serena. And I, I'm a little more calm and subdued. Shocking, I know. I'm a little more <laughs> serene, okay? But like, I think guys get it very intimidated by that persona. So it's sometimes better to have someone like vouch for me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I get that. So she and I, we had different, you know, different journeys in dating. I would always love to date a dead bird on the side of a disease, you know, that was disease that like I could just change. You know, I always wanted to change them, change them. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I know. But at one point I woke up one day and my uncle actually gave me this advice. You have to pick a lane. What do you fucking want? And when that happened and that set in and my boundaries and what I wanted became very clear for me, it was like, it was almost like opening up Pandora's, but it just opened up everything for me. It's, it's how I ended up meeting my prince. And I think for Imisha as well, we have so many girlfriends who, A, like get in their own way or they'll just literally just take shit and like just barely just get fed along. And you're like, what are you doing? You're wasting so many months, years. It's what advice would you give women right now who settle? 
So this is why it's so important to date yourself before you start dating. Because yeah. if you aren't in love with yourself and know that you're a bad fucking bitch, which all three of us are, then you will settle. Like yeah. you will, because you want the validation so bad yeah. that you're like, that you're hot and, and want to, you know, and, and desirable and lovable that like, you exactly will literally it. like, they will not ask you any questions. You're like, it's fine because they, they, like, they asked me on a second date. So like, of course, like, it doesn't matter that they didn't ask me any questions. Right. No, for me, I'm like, no, sorry. Like you, you didn't, you didn't hit it. Right. But I only got there. I literally would come home being like, oh my God, the date went so well. My roommate was like, but did you like him? And I was like, oh, I don't know. But I know he liked me. But see, if you like yourself, you are not going to do it. So I would say to all women, you got to get yourself first. What does that mean? It means talking to yourself in the fucking mirror. It means really getting and having your career in order, being yeah. financially independent, having amazing friends, celebrating that friendship. Celebrating that friendship. Really about exactly. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with, with that. I think that statement is exactly it. And it's also, you know, what you said, confidence in yourself and also confidence in knowing what you want. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was in sort of serial relationships for the majority of my 20s. And then for like a year and a half, I was single and I rocked it. I like she crushed just it. Crushed, I was on like a crushed. date a week. I would go to the standard. I mean, I'm 42. So this was like when the standard was cool. I'd go to that like beer garden. And yeah, I could I'd go all the time. I, <laughs> I mean, that place, I ruled it. I would leave my office and I would ride up to that bar and I would get like a date every single time I went there. And I thought I was the shit. Because you were confident. And I was confident. And it was really interesting because I didn't really, I wasn't thinking about marriage at that point in time. I was just thinking about having fun. And then when I met my now husband, we were dating like two months and we went to Molly's wedding and I just will Which never forget. It was amazing. Awesome. And he still, Bob. he still like resents me, I think, for this conversation. But the funny part of it is, and this is the best advice I have for every single one of my girlfriends that are still single. We were, you know, hanging out after her wedding and I said, you know, I just want to be very clear. I'm not dating you to date you at this point. I want to get married. I want to have kids. So if you wake up and you realize that I'm not the one for you, don't just keep dating me because I'm still here. I really, like, I love you. I see this. But if you don't, then just cut me loose. And he says to me still to this day, he's like, I was so irritated. And I was like, but you didn't fucking break up with me. Exactly. And guess what? 10 years later, we're married with three kids. I have the same conversation. One of our other best girlfriends, I'll just name her Lauren. Lauren. (laughs) Lauren Kusarak. She lives in in New York City. She doesn't. She lives in New York. I was thinking about going down the IVF. I was 35. I was playing pregnant on Las Vegas. And something triggered me. And I was like, wait, I want a baby. I want a family. And this whole new thing of freezing your eggs, freezing your embryos was just, this was, you know, 10 years ago, really people are starting to to talk about. So I went to see a doctor, Dr. Gadir, which I'm going to have on the show. We actually got into it because I'm like, oh, I just want to know about the eggs. And he was like, no, you got to do the embryos. And he turns around, he just like starts typing. He's like, we can just find you a sperm donor. I'm like, um, Look! Look at me. I still think I I got it. Like I, I'm just I'm just I'm wanting to save the eggs. I just didn't, I was like I literally like started sweating. I like went to the top of the roof. I was like burst into tears. I'm like fuck this. The point of the story is that 16, 18 months later, 
I still decided I was going to do it. And I'd already met Stuber, my husband. And right before we got engaged, I said, I really want to freeze my eggs. And everyone was like, don't, if you want to freeze eggs, if you want to freeze embryos, I'm doing this. I want to have insurance for a baby. And Lauren was like, you can't do it. You're going to scare them off. You just, you can't do it. And I remember walking and yes, I did. I, I asked him, we ended up not doing eggs. We ended up, you know, doing embryos, but everyone thought I was crazy to be so honest. Moral but, of the story, when it's the right guy, you don't fucking scare them off. You don't scare them Thank off, and you. it's not too hard. Everything is not hard. And all these chicks are so, so scared. I get a lot of questions from, you know, my followers a lot about, like, just the other day, like, you know, my boyfriend keeps bringing me out to restaurants that I can't afford, and we're splitting it, but I'm too afraid to tell him that I can't afford it. And I was like, bitch, what? You should feel so safe at any point. And if it's your person, they won't care. Yeah. I once had a boyfriend take a tampon out of my vagina because I thought I was like, <laughs> stuck, right? He didn't break up with me afterwards. He, he was like, doctor, like ready to go. You know, men love a task, right? Yeah. So it's, it's like, if they're your right person, right? But then that's the thing. You have to be comfortable yeah. with them walking away. And a lot of women aren't because they didn't build a relationship with themselves first. Yeah. If I, it's going to work, it's not that hard, which leads me to another question. We give Ladies in our life, this advice, and I want to know what advice you give women. When they really want to find a partner, the one, boyfriend, whatever, make it a job. Not, don't yeah. be casual, boo. Make it a job. What do you, like, what is your advice in that way? Like, you, you are ready. You want boyfriend, marriage, engagement. What do you want? So and I how do totally you agree it? with that, by the way. And this was actually pretty difficult for me because uh, dating was my job. So I didn't want to date off camera. And then, you know, it's, it was, that was tough, but I couldn't agree with you more. Like, because, you know, even if it's not a great date, it teaches you so much about what you want from a good date. Right. But this is what I tell people. If it's not a fuck. Yes. It's a fuck. No. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he's giving excuses for why he doesn't want to be in a relationship, if he says like, it's, you know, anything that is not, if you are confused, then it's not your person. You like, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And if you're not feeling that, walk away because you will find a fuck yes in your life, right? Yeah, I agree with that. But I think that there's a lot of girls that convince themselves that they're with a fuck yes. I've seen that sadly so many Mm. times that they are so desperate to be with the fuck yes that they convince themselves they are and they're settling. But, you know, I just, I literally got a DM right before this of a woman who was engaged for three years like whatever. And she just said, I realized after watching you, he wasn't a fuck. Yes. I left. I called off the engagement and I've never been happier. And I'm, and I'm like, but see that you're right. Like that takes so much confidence to do. So but much. I really think you have to think about this narrative that we've been fed. Like Cinderella was my favorite fucking movie growing up. Like front to back knew that movie all time, every Halloween, whatever. But that movie is really, it's about an abused woman who you know, gets glam squad, goes to a bar, <laughs> meets a rich dude, and he's like, got you. And they live happily ever after. I mean, what messaging are we being yeah. taught from so, from four years old, right? From That's one four year. years old. Totally. Never That's thought of that. She got glam squad. Go to date night outfit. What is it? Well, based off of last night, 
Uh, it was latex pants. Ooh, oh, excuse you know, me. I used to be the girl that would dress like, you know, like the bottle girl. And now I'm dressed like the girl who buys the bottles. Like I used to, and I mean, in the best fucking way, but like, I really, you know, because I was insecure, I would rely on like the like very booby and like very exposing outfits to, you know, because I thought that that's what made me desirable. And ultimately like, no bitch, it's my brain. So I really just like keep it very casual. I'm a New Yorker. I obviously wear black but usually a pant and, you know, a top that's not showing my entire tits. I love that. And I love your haircut, by the way. I know. I love, I'm like, ooh, I like the bob. Yeah. Oh, I know you love beauty. This is a, this is a, it's called lipstick on the rim. We drink and we talk beauty. What are your go-to beauty? Do you love hair, makeup, skincare? How does Serena fucking Kerrigan feel beautiful? Yes. So I can't leave without this lip gloss. I suggest any woman look at your nipple color. And it, that shade is actually your best shade of lipstick. Oh, wow. I'm looking at my nipple. Cover, yeah, nipple take a look. Oh. If it's purple, that's that's for you. <laughs> it ain't oh, purple, but it it's purple. like a beige yeah, that beautiful brown. Let me tell same you. Same here, same here. We just did Tower 28 last night. Oh, oh oat. It was oat. a beautiful color. Oh, it was a beautiful color. I love that. Yeah, it was really, really good. Well, I'm chomping at the bit to get into your card game. Oh, yeah. It's called Let's Fucking Date. She has a card game. And you can explain it, but I love it. It's like, let's fucking date cards. Four categories. First, second, third, home fucking run. Whether you're hooking up or hanging out, this game guarantees provocative questions, unfiltered answers, and a roller coaster of emotions. It's fucking true. You know, people proposed through this game. People have had a lot of sex through this game. During Let's Fucking Date, I was, you know, obviously going on a lot of dates and tons of women were like, I need help. Like, what did you ask last night that was so funny? And I was like, okay, what if I created something that I was like on a date with you, but I wasn't like physically there because like I'm pretty busy. So, and that would also be weird if I was there. So, you know, really (laughs) wanted to create something that people could, you know, bring up because I think that people get very nervous, which is so fair. But if you had this game that would kind of like, it's icebreaker, Fun, but also I wanted to create something that couples can play. So y'all better be playing with your husband. It's, <laughs> it, it's hot. And, um, you know, for friend groups as well. But yeah. it's, it's, it's been really successful. We've almost sold 10,000. Oh, uh, that's amazing. I want to go back to one question about your uh, live dates. Did any of them actually make it to in-person dates? Okay. You're, you're ready. I am ready. Yeah. We're ready. So I never picked a winner. I, the winner was always myself for season one and two, obviously, because I, I don't settle. Season three, we changed up the format and we had, we did basically like a fantasy football-ish draft kind of. It's called Let's <laughs> Fantasy Fucking Date. I know nothing about sports, but it was like cute for like the theme. And it was like 10 guys, five on each side. And then they, the audience would actually like literally vote them to a winner so over the good. course of like, Oh my God. So good. So then there was a winner. And for the last episode, because he was the winner, we would do an hour date, full date on Instagram live. And he actually flew out to New York from LA and knocked on my door as I was live. Shut up. My producer was like, Oh, like he's, he's delivering something. It kind of came late. Like, it's like, just open the door when it comes, it might mess up the live a little bit. Don't worry. So I was like, okay. So I just like thought I was like, Oh, it'd be funny to like show my, I literally am at the door and he, he's there. Was he so hot? And it was amazing. And you know, (gasps) it was, He's, he was in New York for three days. He was so gorgeous, Australian. Oh, my. Too. Oh, that's okay. It's okay, boo. You know, it was okay. And um, we had a great time together. And then I was in LA and I saw him. And ultimately, we decided to go our separate ways because, you know, I just think we're at different places in our lives. But it was so incredible. 
And I really oh. do believe that like you can meet someone virtually, you know, oh, I like, love you really like, kind of have chemistry over the same way we're having chemistry right now. I love that. You know, the start. I, I so, live yeah, on the East Coast. I'm flying back after this. So uh, I, I might knock on your door. Right, come on over. <laughs> so let's go. What are some of your favorite home base cards? So, you know, you've got home base, second base, third base. Home run. Home run. Home run. You, say them on, you want me to say them? The yeah. Home run? Yeah. It's like, what do you want to do to me right now? <laughs> or like, <laughs> what is the photo you show people when they say like, who, who are they essentially? You know, I always wanted to know, like if I'm like dating a guy and I'm like, like, what's the photo you pull up when you're talking about me and people want to know what I look like, you know? Oh, that's, I mean, that's good... so funny. Those are the two cards I have in my hands. The ones you just said, the home run. Wait, what was the other one? Um, what's the question you haven't asked me yet? And that was the one that someone pro- got proposed to. Because the guy was like, will you marry me? Iconic. Iconic. Oh, that is amazing. That's amazing. I like the one where it says, what is your poor name? Oh. What is your poor name? My my poor name is Freckles Usher. So hot. It's right hot. Now. Freckles. I guess my porno name is fucking Serena Kerrigan. You know? <laughs> I don't know. What would give me a porn name? I don't know what my porn name would what be. What was your first dog? My first dog was uh, Lola. Lola, what's your, the first street you ever lived on? Cotonage. Lola Cotonage. <laughs> wait. Lo, so, lo, Lola Cotonage. I heard this. The card is actually what is the name of your porno? But now I'm going to add in, I'm doing a new deck and I'm adding this. Uh-oh. So porn star. So mine would be George Amsterdam. George oh, Amsterdam. George that would be my porn star name. I love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So porno. I was thinking porn. I read it wrong. No, I love that though. Porno. I like it though. Porno. George. What is it? George Amsterdam, Amsterdam would be in the name George of my Amsterdam. porn star name. Freckles Usher and Lola, Lola Cotonage. Cotonage. <laughs> I lived in Montreal. <laughs> that's, the, that's the trifecta. Right there. <laughs> she sounds very chic. She's like a slutty Bridget Bardot. <laughs> I love it. What does it take to date? Serena fucking Kerrigan. Like, what are, what is the top, top things? Like, because a lot of people want to date you. Are you asking me out? I, uh, <laughs> I would say confidence. Not just in dating. When people are like, what do you look for in a friend? Confidence. I surround myself with people that are so empowered because insecure people, they project, they tear you down. It's not a good vibe, not a good energy, positive energy. So confidence, ambition. Like, I work my fucking tits off. I'm going to take over the world. Like, I need someone that's on my level. Got to be ambitious. Yeah. Uh, we we know people are like, well, what does what your partner do? What does your husband do? Oh, nothing. I'm like, it's so, like, Unattractive. Not, it's so unattractive. Uh, I'm unattractive. like, yeah. I got to have someone. Who, hungry. Hungry, hustler. No. And someone who can make me laugh. Like, I, you know, the other day I actually went on a date. And I said, the guy doesn't laugh. Like, he doesn't laugh. And I <laughs> It was the second date, which I don't even know how we got to it, but I did. And I was like, do you ever laugh? And he goes, yeah, I did two nights ago at a dinner party. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. 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 Like, literally, no. No. How does he know? How do you not laugh? Two nights ago at a dinner party? Like, we're like, are we scheduling the laughter? Absolutely not. So definitely someone can make me laugh. I have to touch on something that I saw in here. Filming for Siesta Key. Can we touch oh. on? So my in-laws have gone to Siesta Key for like 35 years. Can we talk about Siesta Key for a second? Yes. So I became friends with some of the women on the show. I met them like maybe four years ago and we stayed really good friends. And it just was kind of a perfect storm that, you know, I built a full blown career in the past year and, you know, they're launching businesses and they're getting stuck on, you know, they're settling. And I think it was just kind of communicated maybe it would be best to have Serena come on and talk some sense into everyone. And so 
I did. And like it, the trailer came out yesterday. We and are so trailer, excited. Like, I look like the resident therapist, which I kind of fucking was like, you're welcome. I mean, uh, but you know, filming reality TV was, was incredible, especially because I just did that in my living room. And I was the producer star <laughs> contestant cameraman fucking with the ring light, like stylist. Like I was everything. So it was really nice to show up and just be talent and get mic'd up and be like, okay, let me just do what I do best. We are I mean, so excited. We have this whole, she has this whole story about Siesta Kate. Wait, tell her quickly. I mean, my, so it, it, it literally has been like my husband's like family vacation when he was a child, that was where they would go. And the first time we went, I, they would always rent the same like condo. And it was, you know, we would just started dating and he was like, well, we're not going to stay where we're staying. So we would be staying at the Ritz in Sarasota and we would like drive down to Siesta Key. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like the snobby girlfriend that wasn't staying in Siesta Key. Well, her. I stayed in Sarasota too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I will it's say, really it's close. actually, the beaches are beautiful. The sand is like sugar or flour or whatever. But it is very beautiful. But it is like, it's a vibe. It's, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. Yeah. Anyhow. No, but it was it was great. It was a great experience. I'm excited. I'm, I, I cannot. I, I can't I, wait I to cannot. watch. I can't wait to watch. Let's go back to beauty a little bit. Yeah. So do you love skincare more? I see your beautiful nails are stunning. I mean, it's look some, at that. Some good. Fake. Everything's fake. Just kidding. But <laughs> I love nails. I love eyelashes. I think during quarantine, you know, you just had to kind of figure it out. But I, I have a lot of fun experimenting with hair, with like hair extensions, wigs. I have a lot of fun. Like, I think there's just nothing wrong with like changing up your look and like being a bad bitch. And this summer, oh, we, we should talk about this summer. You guys know what the summer is? Yeah. What's the summer? This is the summer of fucks. Like, not giving a fuck. <laughs> fucking. This is like... We have to talk about the summer. What is this um, summer? I'm sorry. Like, I was just interviewed by the New York Post about my sex life and how much sex I'm going to be having this summer. Because it, it's the whoring 20s. Like, everyone's getting the whoring 20s. The whoring 20s. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's the whoring 20s. It is literally the renaissance, bitch. Like, it is going to be wild and amazing. I can feel the energy. I feel like summer already started. But I can really sense it's just like positivity and light, especially in New York, because we don't, you know, we're not blessed with beautiful weather every single day, but I've been really encouraging my audience to also be very safe, you know, get the birth control, the protection, the condoms, because this isn't the summer of STDs, but it really is like a celebration of physical connection. And I'm coming out with a new card game that really celebrates Mm. that. Do you feel like New York has become super young in the last, like, because of COVID, I feel like there's a very young energy in the city right now. I feel a lot of people my age, myself included, left the city. They had kids. They were like, I'm getting the fuck out. And a lot of young people who previously thought they couldn't afford living in the city have come in. Like, there just feels like a much more youthful energy in the city. Absolutely. And <laughs> like, you know, that means there's a lot more men for me to date. Exactly. And I'm excited. I want to I fuck someone in the subway and then actually like approach them or have yes. them approach me. Wait, so tell me about your, your new card game. It's called Let's Fucking Fuck. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well, you play it on the subway? It's black, matte, comes out mid-June. Ooh. It's literally, it's to fuck. Honestly, like, Let's Fucking Date is nice. It's great. Friends can play, partners. You can play with anyone but your parents. Let's Fucking Fuck is like, let's step it up a notch. It's the summer of fucks. We're fucking, we're enjoying ourselves. We're getting physically connected, okay? I don't want to be on a Zoom. I, I mean, I, I'll Zoom with you guys any day. But I want to be, I want someone inside of me. 
you know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, where do you spend your summer? Yeah. Uh, in New York. Yeah. Hamptons, New York. I'm going to come to LA. Mm-hmm. I want to throw like a th- whoring, like whoring twenties party, like a Gatsby themed, obviously you're invited. Um, but obviously, just, you know, what I like about the pandemic was that no one could plan anything, which was annoying, you know, and we, we, we didn't have spontaneity for an entire year. Like we couldn't just do things, but I also feel like, you know, this summer, because things are not fully going to be opened up, I feel like everyone's actually going to kind of be, mm-hmm. you know, here in New York or in LA, like they're not going to be traveling all over the world. And that's going to be more fun and like community oriented. Um, and yeah, so and we're going to be in the Hamptons. So we will come. You can come over. Can we do a, a whoring 20 party <laughs> in the Hamptons? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Our All pods right. doesn't even know. Like, we're, we're doing it. We're doing right. it. Okay, so <laughs> on our show, we always do a little rapid fire. So are you ready? Absolutely. All right. Um, what's the one thing that annoys you? Racism. What's your greatest achievement? Let's fucking date. On top or bottom? Always on top. <laughs> Cold or hot? Cold. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favorite emoji? Favorite emoji? The, like... I do that one a lot. Uh, I don't know if I, how can yeah. I describe it. Yeah, yeah so you did. Out, Actually, no, I take goes. it out. The crown. Oh, the Ooh, crown. Mm-hmm. I love the crown. Mm-hmm. If uh, you could be a superhero, what would your superpower be? Making people happy. What celebrity did you look at last? Kim Kardashian. What's the last thing you liked on social media? Photo of myself. <laughs> First thing you do <laughs> when you wake up in the morning. Look at my best friend and be like, wake up, bitch. We're going to have an amazing day. If Love you that. could get a yacht, what would you call it? Ooh. I'd get a plane and I would call it Air SFK. On a scale from one to 10, how cool are you? An 11. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to cocktail? Uh, go-to cocktail, the SFK shot, uh, which is pineapple juice, 151 rum, and Malibu. Oh, wow. Have you ever been in a car accident? I have with my Fiat. My name is Fifi, <laughs> and that's why I don't drive anymore. What... Do you like better being naked or being dressed? Naked. Come on. What food do you absolutely fucking hate? Bok choy. Gold or silver? Gold. What fortune would you want to get from a fortune cookie? Your parents are going to be alive forever. If you were to tell your 10-year-old self something, what would it be? You're Serena fucking Kerrigan. (laughs) Yes. You are amazing. Thank you so much. So awesome. For all the listeners out there, be your best friend. Be the CEO of your fucking life. Be a fucking middle name. I mean, it's you're That's incredible. It. You guys, she has Siesta Key. She has a new card game. Let's fucking date. To let's, let's fucking, fucking fuck. fuck. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see her in the Hamptons in LA. You are whor- pouring it Whoring yeah. 20s, is, it's arrived. It's We're the, doing it. It's the summer okay. of fucks. You're amazing. We love you. Thank you thank so much. thank you so much for listening. She was awesome. Amazing. I mean, you guys, I love her I'm gonna go. I'm going to go look myself in the mirror right now. Yeah, we're going to go. Right now. Right now. I'm going to fucking love you, Molly. I'm going to pick up my phone and look at myself Me right too. now. I'm going to look at myself all right the time. Here. Fucking love you, Molly. I love myself. I love myself. I love you. <laughs> Love you, Serena. Thank you guys so much. I mean, she is amazing. Honestly, like I can't even, she literally is 
a badass. She is. And I just also love that she's so young and so confident because I think it's so rare to see it these days. And I just think that's fucking badass in and of itself. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I wish I we were friends her. with her when we were in our 20s. I know. I, I wish know. I was her in my 20s. I know. She's just, she's awesome. She's smart. She went to Duke. She's just, she's, she's a badass. She's a badass. All right, you guys. That was awesome. Another one. Another Can't one. Wait for the next. You guys are going to be going to be obsessed. I'm obsessed. We're obsessed. We love yeah. you. We love you. We love each other. We love and each ourselves. Other. And ourselves. And ourselves. Talk to you guys next week. See you soon. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive just a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. Wanted to give a special thanks to my team, Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ashley Sanchez, and Michelle Harrison and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. 